Rachel here with Ari, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. This week, we're on episode 156, and we're asking, how can you save money for publishing? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and feel free to write a review. Way back when, in episode 130, which actually isn't that far off now that I think about it, we discussed how to budget your novel. And in that episode, we talked about things that you would need to buy, people you would need to hire in order to make your book a reality. So for this question, we're basically asking, how do you save up that money once you have your budget? And I'm going to dive right in. My first point is decide what you need to save up for. Again, we did talk a lot about this in episode 130, but I'll reiterate if you're traditionally publishing your book, you most likely won't have to worry too much about spending any money, but it'll still be a good idea to have some money saved just in case. Like it's always a good idea to have that cushion. Um, so you can just like get extra things for yourself that your traditional publisher won't do, or maybe you want to do something extra in addition to what they do. But on the other hand, if you're self-publishing, then you'll need to cover all the financial costs. You'll need to save up money for a book editor, cover designer, marketing tools, formatter, the copyright, ISBN, and so much more. The list goes on and on. Again, go listen to episode 130 if you haven't already. But finally, there are also vanity presses. And these are self-publishing companies, and they pretty much expect you to cover all costs and pay them to publish your book. Uh, we don't necessarily recommend vanity presses since some of them are scams. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, we also covered this in episode 120. Look at us. I feel like this should have been episode 150 or 40, but you know, whatever. So yeah, it seems like the, the cheapest option would be to go with traditionally publishing, but you have less control over, you know, what you want for your book. Um, Self-publishing seems to be kind of the middleman. And you also have the most control over it. I have to say, kudos on knowing which of those episodes. Because I'm forever going, oh yeah, we did it on some episode. And I never remember the numbers. And I never go and look them up either. I'm so bad at that. I'll see, I did look it up. I just went <laughs> onto our Google Sheet and I, I hit Control F and I typed in budget. <laughs> and I found the episode right away. So it was easy. I keep forgetting we have that. I would have gone to YouTube and scrolled for ages, which is why I don't do it because I can't be bothered. I keep forgetting we actually have a sheet that everything's written down on. Eh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to throw in my two cents, um, which is funny because I'm English and we don't use cents. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny because we're talking about money and cents. So, <laughs> ha. And you're... you're... Pence. Tuppence. Oh, my tuppence is what I should say. Two, two pence. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let's. I digress. I'm uh, stretching out Rachel's episode because she's editing it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Rachel's right. You should definitely still save a bit of money even if you are traditionally published because as we have mentioned many, many, many times and we will continue to mention it, even if you are traditionally published and they will do some marketing, you are expected to do some marketing yourself and obviously part of the publishing includes marketing and you should always have a little bit of cash to do some as well. Your traditional publisher will expect you to have a website and maybe run some ads and maybe do some you know, stuff out there. So yeah, make sure you do have some savings up for that. Um, and regarding self-publishing, I know there's going to be people out there who listened to what Rachel listed, and especially when she said, and so much more, and just went, yeah, I don't want to do that. 
it is obviously optional. No one's saying you have to pay for a cover designer or an editor or anything like that. However, if you want your book to sell, if you want it to get in front of people and get good reviews and not get ripped apart because you had lots of grammar errors or plot issues or a bad cover or the formatting was horrible. And seriously, I hate bad formatting and I will mention it in a review. I, I am one of those people. The, your best chance is to save the money and spend it on professionals in the industries to give you the best shot of your book doing well. And you've got to remember, it's not just about it doing well on launch day or launch week or launch month. This is passive income. Once it's done and it's out there, you want it to keep bringing you money in. And the best chance is to make it look brilliant. So yes, you need to pay for that. Because it's a really good point. I honestly was just thinking in terms of publishing and the book itself, but I completely forgot that yeah, you do need to pay for a website. If you don't have the time to run your own social media, you need to hire a social media manager. I almost forgot the word. Uh, yeah, social media manager. That's right. Oh, and then social media scheduling tools. So if you do have the time to run your own social media, but you don't want to do it manually, then yeah, you need to pay for social media scheduling tools. Later, costs money, Tailwind costs money, Buffer costs money, Hootsuite costs money. Uh, these are all wonderful tools, by the way, but they do add up quickly and they are expensive. So yeah, that's actually a really good point. And then obviously we've gone over website and their costs and all that. You need domain, hosting, the list goes on and on and on. So now that you know all of the things that you need to spend your money on, you need to decide how much you want to actually spend. For example, book editors vary in cost. Depending on their experience, authors they've worked with or publishers they've worked with, you may be looking at a couple of hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars. And also editors charge differently. I think the most common is by word. So if your manuscript is like up to 20,000 words, then the cost is going to be like, I don't, I don't know, $100 or whatever. The, it's probably not that cheap, but you know, whatever. And then if your manuscript is like 20,001 words through 50,000 words, the cost is going to go up. Sometimes they charge like just per word in general. Sometimes it's a flat rate, especially depending on the genre. Like if you're writing a children's book, it's probably, they're probably not going to charge you by word. But also there are different types of editing, like a developmental edit is the most in-depth edit because it's looking at your plot development, characters, and pretty much everything in between, and just looking at the book as a whole. So it'll cost the most. On the other hand, a proofread will cost less since it's a final look-see at your manuscript and is the final stage. I'm going to jump right in with more of my personal opinion because <laughs> I just love it. We love your personal opinions, Ferrari. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I have many. I am very old now and I am throwing them out there. If you are going to be saving money and you are like, nah, I can only save so much and everything, this is personal opinion. Your editor and your cover designer are the most important. And I will never back away from that. I always believe you should get an editor in fact you should definitely get more than one edit it should be your developmental edit and at least a copy edit 
at least you definitely need those two that's a personal opinion i appreciate what you might not but if you can save up for those and definitely your book cover because first of all your editors will catch so much crap even the best writers their editors just red pen everywhere so if that's like you know if stephen king is still getting red penned and some of these other big names i'm sure i'm saying that i don't know maybe he doesn't maybe nobody twitches his novels but if some of the big names still get red penned when they send their manuscript in you're going to need you're going to get red pen too it's just the way it's going to be so use an editor i don't care just use it and save money by getting your betas and your critique partners to look through it first because they'll catch some of the stuff that you should have caught you know on the 18th read but obviously you're blind to it now because aren't we all and then you can send it to an editor because the worst thing you want to do is send it to an editor with things that your beta readers could have caught for you and then they're charging you for things that these lovely people beta readers critique partners would have caught for free <laughs> so don't do that and second your book cover yes we all judge a book by its cover yes it's really important so that should be definitely professionally done you don't have to go for the most expensive but i wouldn't go for the cheapest i wouldn't try and do your own if you're not sure especially if it's like your big book if it's one that you've got like the the, the most passion behind just pay a little bit more and do that you, ha you can pay for a formatter but you can do courses or work it out yourself it might take a lot longer but there are free videos out there that could help you do that you can get other people to do your proofreading who might do it you know for favors that sounds really bad we're not talking sexual favors we're just talking like yeah i'll look at your book you look at my book things like that it's not go there people you know there's things like that you can possibly get away with you, you know you don't always have to pay for all the marketing there's a lot of free things you can do but do not scrimp on book cover and editors yeah, because as I said, editors, a lot of editors charge per word. So if your beta readers catch something first, you can easily, you know, take out certain scenes or chop down some sentences and that'll lower your word count and boom, you'll end up costing, uh, spending less on an editor. The other thing I wanted to add is, that I just remembered is that some editors charge differently depending on your genre. So that's something else that you'll need to consider. I remember a while ago, Ari, I don't know if you remember this, but Ari and I were looking at editors together one time um, and there was one editor. Oh, no, it might have been a book cover designer, actually, not the editor. It was a book cover designer. And for some reason, the fantasy book covers cost more than the mystery book covers and i think it's because the fantasy book covers are a little more in depth and they have fancier fonts and there's more going on in the covers typically because you have magic systems and things like that mysteries i mean if you really want to do you could put like a a knife and a little drop of blood on the cover and like boom you're done uh if you really wanted to go the simple route so I think I think that's another thing to consider that depending on what genre you're writing, you may end up spending more on a book cover. You may end up spending more on an editor and also the formatting that Ari mentioned. Yes, you can hire a formatter, but there also are plenty of programs that you could do it yourself. Like, yes, you can go on YouTube and find free tutorials and stuff. But there are programs which we've talked about on the podcast before. There's Atticus and there's Vellum for uh, Mac, I think. I know Atticus is a one-time cost. I mean, you just buy it and you have the program forever and you can write directly in the program. I think you can edit and you can also format it. 
and they have a bunch of different fonts and fancy things. And vellum, I don't really know much about vellum. I want to say that's a one-time cost as well. I don't think it's a subscription. But whether it's a subscription or a one-time cost, if you want to do your own formatting, you will need to buy that, obviously. Uh, but the nice thing about that is if you plan on writing more than one book, if you buy the formatting program, you have it across the board for all of your books. So when you budget out your next book, you can take away that cost because you already have it. So once you finally know how much you want to spend and what your budget is for your book, I just want to go over some quick saving tips. I mean, I am not an accountant. I am also not a financial advisor, but I don't know, maybe maybe this will help you um, save up for that book once you have like a publication date or range in mind that you want to aim for. So even if you don't know which editor or designer you're going to work with, you can begin saving for a certain amount within your budget range. And an easy way to do that is to set aside a certain amount of money per month or per week, if you can swing it, even if it's only $10 or so. Like it'll take a while, but you'll get there. Um, I know sometimes whenever I try saving up for something, I try to set aside like $10 or $20 a week. And there are some times where I can only swing setting aside $20 a month. Um, just do what you can and over time you will get there or you will have a certain amount that when the time comes to start hiring people, you can look at what you have and say, okay, I can at least get this and this, but I still need to save up for that and the other thing. Also, you want to start saving as soon as possible, even when you're still writing the book. Like as soon as you start that first draft and you say to yourself, I want to publish this. That is the end goal of this first draft. I want it polished and published. Start saving up your money, figure out your budget and start saving and start saving when you start saving as soon as possible, it'll help you have enough or almost enough money when the time comes for you to begin hiring and working with people and, you know, figuring out the whole publishing process. And when you have enough money saved up, don't stop. Just keep saving. It's always a good idea to have that cushion for yourself in case you decide to spend extra for something or, you know, the occasional surprising fee pops up. For example, like that cushion will be good for marketing. It'll be good for that website. It'll be good for that all those social media scheduling tools. There are so many different marketing methods that you could do for free, uh, but paying for ads and such can also help uh, boost your book and be seen by others. I've never personally used ads, so I really can't say one way or the other, but I hear that they work. Yeah, I just want to throw in, because do that. Um, feel free to save in pieces. Like, say you've done your budget and you're like, right, my, my cover design is going to be X, my editors are going to be Y, my format is going to be Z. You don't need all of that money at the uh, before you start doing anything, because think about it. First of all, you should be saving while you're writing. Then the first thing that will most likely come up is editors. So save, 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 save until you have editor money. And then that is earmarked for the editors. Keep saving, like Rachel says, but you can be paying for your editors because let's be honest, first of all, most editors aren't going to be working straight away. If you've ever dealt with editors, a lot of them 
it's not like you say, I'm ready for an editor, and they go, great, send it me. They usually say, right, well, I'm going to be free in three months, or, you know, I will start it now, but you'll get it in X number of months because they have other clients ahead of you and their own time frame. So it doesn't mean it's going to be you hand them the, that novel and then suddenly they're back to you within two weeks. No, it's going to take time. Editing takes time, especially if you pay for a decent editor who has experience and everything, not just someone who claims to be a good editor because they're a writer. I have issues with that, but that's a whole other podcast. So you could be paying for the editor while you're then saving up for your for your cover designer because you're not going to need that straight away. Same with the formatter, if you do want to pay for a formatter. Also, I would, as I said, I would earmark money. So once you've saved enough for the editor, earmark it. Don't then nip into it. Go, oh, I'll just pay for my website. No, 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 that is editor money. That way you know you've got it and it's ready. Same with book cover money, things like that. Look for package deals. A lot of places, uh, a lot of people like cover designers will actually do package deals. So if you want to do an ebook cover and a paperback and a hardback, those those need three different covers because obviously the spines are different, the inside covers, hardbacks have that little flappy bit. So you will need three designs and a lot of designers will do package deals where if you say, yes, I want to pay for all three, they give you a discount. So, you know, you need to sort of like think about things like that and go into it and obviously, you know, check lots of different people and then find out what their options are. Do they do discounts? Do they do package deals or not? Same with editors. Some of them will have a package deal that covers developmental copyright and line edit. Pay, you pay for all of it, but you get a discount because you've agreed to pay for all three rather than maybe doing the developmental edit. And then if you think you've got enough money, then do the copy edit, things like that. And finally, you can get help. You can create a coffee page, a buy me a coffee, a Patreon. The only thing is people aren't usually just going to throw money at you, especially if you are a new writer and nobody knows who the hell you are. So you do have to create content. You have to give something in return. So if it's something you can do, if you can share pieces of your work, if you're an artist, if you are um, a blogger or a podcast, if you can give something back, people will often donate and offer tips. It can be, you know, just something as simple as like, I think it's $3 for coffee. It's like, you know, or Patreon, you can set it up for like just $1 a month and people can literally just give you one and if they want to, they can cancel it or whatever. That can be a way. It doesn't have to all come from you, but I'm going to tack on to that don't expect everyone else to pay for it. Don't be like, well, I can't save up. So I'm just going to start a Patreon page and hope everybody pays for it. It's like, no, that's not the best. You need to think about what you can give people that they may want to donate to help you with your situation, with your goal. But you will also need to save up and do some of it yourself. You know, this is not just a full on crowdfunding, although I suppose you could crowdfund if you think you have enough supporters who would do that and they would be willing to pay to get you to publish your book that is a possibility don't think it's the best one but hey you never know so yeah those are the thoughts I had that is it yeah I was gonna tack on to that kickstarter is actually a pretty good thing too I don't see too many authors using it or not that I know of, there are plenty of books on there, but a lot of the books, they're more so like comics or graphic novels or something. Um, but yeah, Kickstarter, Kickstarter is actually a pretty good one. And I didn't think about that. Yeah, a lot of authors, they do have Patreons or they have coffee pages. If you have other work um, other than your book, 
that you can bring more value to your audience, then absolutely, yeah, a Patreon or a coffee page would be great. Um, and it's also a great marketing tactic as well because you're building a community and you're already getting your fan base going. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a win-win overall. Uh, something else I was going to add to that is that this is going to sound backwards, but don't worry about saving. I do agree with Ari. If you have money set aside for an editor, keep that for the editor and don't dip into it if you can help it. But I do want to add that your book probably shouldn't be the number one priority. I mean, I'm going to date this episode, but it is 2023. The cost of everything is skyrocketing. Food, the housing market, just everything. So if you're trying to set aside, say, $100 a month for your book, and there's one month that you ended up getting a shorter, uh, smaller paycheck or something like that, and you can only set aside $50 that month, or maybe you need that full $100, it's okay to skip a month. It's okay to skip setting aside a certain amount of money for a week or the month or whatever. Don't stress over it. You will get there at some point, but other things do need to come first. Actually, yeah, that is a really, really good point because it's it's one of those things where it's very easy to kind of assume that everyone has a paycheck and that everyone has even a little bit of, of disposable cash. And yet we do know that that's not what the world is like. Obviously, never, ever sacrifice important things like food or bills or anything for this you know the dream is still there you don't need to do that and obviously if you can only save a bit then just pay for a single edit something or just pay for a template book cover you don't have to get a complete custom book cover you can get a template book cover where book cover artists have created loads of them and all they do is they've got images and that works really well for the typography ones which is just like a background you know maybe it's leaves or snakes or whatever and then it's just the font and they just change the font to your title and your name it's usually a lot cheaper might not be exactly what you want but it's an option or again if, you, if you're really struggling you can always just use twice as many beta readers who might catch more things there are ways of managing you know no one's saying oh yes if you want to be a published author you need to spend thousands no you don't and obviously if you can't spend thousands if you can't spend hundreds do what works best for you if, however, you are in a situation where you can save, we do recommend you do it as much as you can. And we do recommend you aim for book cover artists and editors. But yeah, we never want to make anyone feel like, oh my gosh, you can't do it because you have no money or that things are really difficult. Right, 2023 and everything is painful at the moment. So yeah. Good point. Yeah, I mean, I when we did episode 130, I actually set up a budget for my mystery novel and I gathered that I would need at least $2,000 and I was going to start saving up for that. But then I ended up needing to buy a new car and we got an addition on my house. So even in retrospect to those two things, $2,000 is nothing. But I haven't been saving up for my book because I'm like, I kind of need all that I can get right now. So yeah, you need to prioritize. And I know it seems like it will seem like your book will never get there, but it will. You just got to be patient and uh, just do your best. When you can set aside some money, even if it's just a dollar or two, go ahead and do that. 
but otherwise, yeah, don't stress over it. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't stress over it. Good point. Good point. I mean, worst case, if you can't publish it straight away because you can't afford those things and you think they will be the most beneficial, just keep writing more books. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, you can always be writing more books. And then as things change and your situation hopefully gets better, then you'll have several books to go out. Exactly. So you'll have seven times the amount to save up for. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, it'll it'll work out in the end. I'm only joking. It'll work out in the end. It's not a race. It's not a race. I know it seems that way because we all have imposter syndrome. But if your other writer friends are publishing their books, it's not a race. Just remember that everybody goes at their own pace and you will get there when you get there. I think we covered as much as we could with this episode. So I'm just going to go ahead and wrap it up. When it comes to saving up for your book, make sure that you budget out what you need to save up for and decide on how much you want to spend. Like if there are two editors that you're torn between and one is way more expensive than the other, it, you know, consider your finances. Uh, maybe it would be better off to go with the one that costs less. Um, start saving up as soon as you can, but don't let it take over your finances. You need to prioritize other things. Just take your time with it and don't stress out over it. Yeah, and also keep a list and track your money as well in terms of your book. And, you know, make sure you keep a list of editors, book cover designers, all that fun stuff and their prices and um, just check off what you can afford in, you know, when you have that money. It's it's a good idea to keep track of that stuff. I usually keep track of my finances in like a Google sheet and that helps me a lot. But we're going to turn it over to you guys. Do you set aside money specifically for your books? If you do, let us know your answers in the comments so we can chat. And remember, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Next week, we're discussing how to use foreshadowing. To ensure you don't miss it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your way out. As always, thanks for listening to the Merry Writer podcast. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Scraps of Paper. We have notes everywhere. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 3.0.